Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lonnie, do you think the name of this film is like a little bit on the nose? How do you mean, Sonny? Like, if we made a film about podcasting, we'd be called The Recorder Men's. <laughs> or like painters, if they had a biopic, they'd be like, Inkwright. <laughs> you writes our fables and he's given us so many wonderful experiences that will last... Many, many lifetimes today. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying, like... It's a bit of fun. Nah, it's a bit of fun. Is it? Yeah. Is it fun or is it cringe? Well, I, I saw people talk about it. Spielberg spiels a story. Spiel means know. to play, though, doesn't it? In German? Spiel? Spiegel? I can't remember. It's been years since I've like, German. Here's my spiel of my life. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But a bit of fun, isn't it? Is it? Okay. <laughs> Hello there, this is I Am Like You and Movies. <laughs> this is what I have to deal with, everybody. He just, like, cracks himself up about nothing. <laughs> don't know what's going on over there. Her name is today. My name is... Lonnie. <laughs> See, are you waiting for me to say it or are you just delaying? No, it is a bit of fun. Like okay. now I don't even know what the bit is, you know, <laughs> to contribute to the bit. We have watched The Fablemans today. Do you want to explain how and why we watched this movie? Oh my God. Okay. So similar to what we said last week about the menu, about the circumstances in which you see a film affects mm. your opinion of it. Mm. I'm going to put my hand up and say that potentially the circumstances in which we saw this film might have colored my opinion of it so we were going we had tickets to the cricket to the pink test at the scg and we were thrilled we had it on jane mcgrath day the tickets for jane mcgrath day had our little pink outfits having a fun time and then sydney decided to have a massive storm that completely rained out the whole day but they didn't tell us that it was raining out the whole day. So the whole time we were there, completely saturated, like actually looking like drowned rats. And we're like, well, do you reckon it'll come on? Looking at the forecast, looks like the cloud cover might disappear. What do we do? Yeah. Turn like- around. There's a cinema. And if there's <laughs> one thing Lonnie and I are going to do, it's go to the movies. It's like we can have to kill a few hours anyway. May as well mm-hmm. go and watch a movie. And it's funny, like, we were like, we might as well be near the ground because then mm-hmm. if the sun comes out, we can go out. Yeah. And I think, you know, not always the case, but at least up here in Queensland, there can be a massive storm and then the sun's out five minutes later. Yeah. Doesn't happen down Sydney, apparently. Apparently not. It did for us, at least. I broke my cardinal rule too, Lonnie. I took my shoes and socks off in the cinema because they were soaking. I think you did it too after you saw me do it, so... <laughs> How dare you? We were saturated, like actually 
there was no saving and it. <laughs> and there were like five people in the cinema, so that's all. And I did it discreetly. It's not like I had my feet over everything. I just wanted my socks to dry a little bit before I had to mm. put them back on because there's mm-hmm. no worse feeling than a wet sock and a wet shoe. And they've it was terrible because it was the night before we left. Um, so we couldn't really dry things or get them washed and things, so we just had like wet stuff in the hotel room for a night. It was pretty bad. It was truly an um, experience, yeah. They're, they're looking at it for the cricket, they they get so many washed out tests and days of test matches mm-hmm. in Sydney. So they go look at trying to change the date, but they they famously have the New Year's test, so they don't want to move it. It's pretty mm. nothing to do about it. You see Adelaide is trying to approach the test. Yeah, I saw something about that. Well, what was funny is it. that um, Perites, the Premier of, of New South Wales, he said a rained out five days in Sydney is better than five days in Adelaide. He, um, it's very uh, confident and arrogant about his love of Sydney, isn't he? Yeah, they, they, they are weird about it. He took a swing at Victoria too, I think. He, like, a, what, mm. what does Melbourne have? Fed Square. Sorry, like, not getting into this Sydney-Melbourne debate. People who live in both are very intense about it, and I'm lucky that I'm from Queensland, and so I don't buy into it. But Yeah, it, and meanwhile, Brisbane's just the best and they don't even care about <laughs> Brisbane just chills, right, and mm-hmm. doesn't care. But to look at all that Melbourne has to offer and be so reductive to be like, all they've got is Fed Square, it's like, you're being a fool. Anyway, all of this to say, we've seen the Fablemans. Spielberg's. Yeah, it was playing. We got to watch it. Um, had a good time. Like, it was happened to be on while we were looking for something to do. So, we did it. We did. Spielberg's semi-autobiographical film about his childhood and his parents. Oh, it is a longie. It's a longie. It's two and a half hours. Um, and it is absolutely boring. Wow. You tell me okay. you liked this? No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it just wasn't very compelling. And I'm, I'm sorry because it was like the artistry and the technical mastery at play, second to none, right? Obviously, you're going to get that. Absolutely. Yes. Spielberg. Totally. There were just large chunks where it was just not particularly interesting, unfortunately, to me. Yeah. And you think it would be for people who are interested in filmmaking, right? But Well, this is know. the it, thing. Like, we're kind of. We're kind of in the demographic that should like this. And mm. if we don't like it, then what's everyone else doing? <laughs> now, I I think it really picked up when he was at high school in California. I think yes. it got quite interesting then. It took a long time to get there. And I really think it's a love letter to his parents, right? Yeah. It, not so much a love letter to filmmaking. I think he's quite critical in some ways of of his life and how he sort of lived his life through the lens of a, of a camera and that's kind of interesting. But I think it's more about how much he loves his parents and with all their flaws. I, I just found the the mum so flighty and so hard to to like and to mm. to, to get behind. But I, I think that's, that's what I couldn't respond well to the film overall. Do you think I'm onto something there? Yeah, that's interesting. So we should say Michelle Williams plays his mum. Um, Paul Dano plays his dad. And mm-hmm. Seth Rogen plays a creepy family friend who's just lurking around having a crush on the mum. <laughs> He's not creepy. 
he stares at her like he wants to eat her. He's creepy. <laughs> he does. He wants to chop her up into little bits, serve her on a platter. Like, creepy vibes all around from him. That was last week's. So <laughs> yeah, listen, I love Michelle Williams. Normally I'm, like, biggest fan of hers. Mm. I just don't think she got it in this. Like, it was very caricature-like. Like, Mm -hmm. I I never felt a depth to her performance. I didn't feel um, a sense of humanity under there. I didn't connect to why she was doing things. And obviously she's got, you know, lots of mental health problems and Mm. lots going on. But I just didn't, I didn't feel it. Like, it felt really telegraphed and really over the top and, uh, yeah, I don't know. There were just so many things that, that a character did which I couldn't really understand. Like there's a big mm. cyclone happening and she, or a tornado. Yes. And she gets the kids and tries to drive towards it. Like, really? It's... But that's never commented on ever again. It, like no, like the, the husband never go. asks why you did that or, yeah. or what the point of it was, you know. I guess there's a yeah. metaphor there about driving into the eye of the storm with your loved ones beside yeah, yeah. you or something. Sure. I don't even know. It was a bit towards the end where, like, I really felt for the dad. I think he was, seems, it's depicted as he's a workaholic and mm. he he puts his work above his family and whatnot. But at the same time, he's trying to have a career to support his family and he's quite supportive in his own way. Like, he lets the son be a filmmaker even though he's not huge on it and that sort of thing, right? Yeah. And they're having a big, and not to mention he's, he's being cucked the whole time. Yes. Right? By his best friend and his wife. He had to. Yet have he known. doesn't seem to make. What's that? He had to have known, surely. He had to have known, yeah. And he um is puts up with it though, for the sake of the family and for the sake of his wife. Mm. And there's a bit, but he's having a big fight with the son, and she's there, and, and she ends the fight by being like, "I saw a therapist today." And it's like, okay, we got other stuff going on though. Like that's good, <laughs> that's great, but it's kind of like adults are talking. You know, oh my god! And that would have been that would have been tough though for Spielberg growing up. If he's and he said in an interview, he's like, she big sistered us. She didn't mother us. Yeah, and that would have been tough. But I think Sine, mm. as you said, all those things about her character. I'm not sure she was, um, yeah, reaching that that emotional depth that the character maybe needed to explain some of those um, those more out there elements. It's the hair, right? That's the main thing. That's that's the issue here. Bad wig alert. Bad wig uh-huh. alert. It's shocking. That's like 90% of the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it 90%? Um, what was the main story, though? How do we... What, 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 what I don't know. You don't know? Okay. It starts with the kid who's supposed to be Spielberg liking film. Then he goes to school. Then he likes film. Then he speaks to... Um, What's his name? Ford. John Ford. Mm-hmm. Tells him, yep, keep going. The movie ends. <laughs> no. The kids are moved from their family home to somewhere mm, else. Repeatedly, yeah. Because their dad's got a new job and their parents are going through a, a breakdown of their marriage, essentially. Mm. Uh, didn't you have that, that quote from him about how for a long time in his life he blamed his dad for his parents' relationship falling apart, but then recently realised it was actually his mother who had the affair. Yeah, and I think 
I probably if you watch, that, watch a lot of these movies, right? Especially mm-hmm. ones from when he's he's first starting his career. The, the bad characters yeah. are the ones who are, who are bad. Close Encounters, um, E.T. It's the mum raising them, and the dad's mm-hmm. not around. Even mm-hmm. Indiana Jones's dad is is pretty terrible. So <laughs> you can kind of see how that might have played out in his artistry if you feel like it's you know. The author just puts their own life up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they just draw upon inspiration, or sometimes they make things up. Um, but yeah, I think the film does sort of come down on, yeah, realizing parents are just people, and they're not always perfect, and there are they've they both contributed to the unstable life he was having. Mm. <sighs> yeah, this movie to me felt a lot like Armageddon Time. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm going to get those two confused, like, at multiple points. Same. Well, what I think is un- unfair, people have been comparing it to Licorice Pizza, saying, oh, I'd make a great double bill. Uh, no, or... no. Yeah, right? <laughs> how do you, firstly? And secondly, <laughs> how do you? <laughs> I think the thing about Licorice Pizza is that there are elements that PTA took from his life mm. but a lot of it seems to be based on like stories his friends told him or people he sort of knew about of that time mm-hmm. so i think it was just that step removed well this one i think it stayed very close to spielberg's real life yeah maybe a bit too close and yeah. so the, mm. the yeah it wasn't as narrative, narratively compelling as it could have been except for the thing about didn't he didn't have a girlfriend all his his former classmates are like he's he was a loser yeah you yeah. never had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't know. I I think I've spoken about this before. I'm not sure what film. It was a few pods ago where I spoke about um, these, like, masters of their craft and now at the point where their filmmaking feels quite dated because we've seen so much yeah. of it and for so long. And it's a problem because obviously this film is brilliantly shot and directed and there's that beautiful shot with the phone and Michelle's hand coming sort of from behind it in the dark to answer it where she's having a hallucination or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he's a brilliant director, right? I don't think anyone's questioning the fact that he's, you know, not a brilliant director. I just find there's nothing new in there for me anymore like they're just sort of paint by numbers yep not really trying anything different with form or structure or framing or lighting or 
they're just a good, solidly shot, regular film. Do you know what I mean? What I'll say about this one is that the narrative plays out and the shots are, are beautiful and you really can tell working with the master heel, the skills on display, great. But it never felt dangerous, it never felt exciting, it never felt like no. you weren't sure what's going to happen next. No, there was no energy. Mm. Like, there was no energy at all. It just happened. We and were very passive viewers. Like, quote from Seth Rogen saying, like, oftentimes Spielberg was, like, crying on set because it was, like, just like his childhood. Oh, God. Like, wouldn't that be awkward? <laughs> I feel like he needs to go to therapy maybe to sort this shit out rather than making mm-hmm. a multi-million dollar film. But... This all his therapy. What amazing shot, though, Sine. You mentioned mm. that one with the phone. The other one is when he's got the projector in the cupboard. Yes. And he, he cups the projection with his hands. Yeah. That's, you know, that's his life. That's what he's been doing. He's yeah. been crafting stories with his hands and giving it to us. Yeah. That's that a was amazing. Shot. That, one, yeah. that one's going to go down history, I think. Yeah, for sure. Well, didn't turn up in uh, Babylon's uh, end montage, so... <laughs> <laughs> Say Babylon hate for next week. Um, I I'm just confused. Like I'm just reading Joyce Carol Oates. Please don't sue me, but you have a particular opinion about things. You said that it, the film discourages young filmmakers. Like, how could a film discourage young filmmakers? I've absolutely no idea what she's on about there. But then, couldn't tell you. She's weird. <laughs> the critic, um critical response from film critics was that so it's the worst financial performance ever for a spielberg film right Mm. and they're saying that it's because of the general public's lack of interest in prestige films and a decline in popularity and relevance of spielberg himself really is there a decline in popularity of one of the best directors of our generation i I don't know about that i mean maybe it's been a while since an indie jones or something that's really yeah, it's true. Taking people by storm. I'm like, what's he done recently? West Side Story? story? No one watched. Are you joking? No one watched it, though. That clip on Twitter, the dance sequence. What do you mean no one watched it? People watched it. It, it didn't do very well. Yeah. No. Maybe I just love Rachel. Well, yeah, we like it. And yeah. We're in the Rachel um, Ziegler hive, but... <laughs> It only made $76 million against $100 million budget. Yeah, not great. Before that, Ready Player One, The Post, through The Post. <laughs> okay, so he has another good run, That's <laughs> what we're saying. Yeah. Well, but they're all good movies. They're really well made, as we've been yeah. saying. It's just the... I think yeah. they're just missing the emotional like depth and connection for me. Mm. Like I, They're great movies, but I feel so distant from them. I'm like, yep, that was a good movie doesn't make me feel anything. It doesn't make me yeah. cry maybe. or laugh. Catch Me If You Can maybe was the last amazing one. Great film. Incredible film. Mm. So much energy, mm. excitement. Ah, incredible film. I can't believe this. The Fablemans has been nominated for seven Academy Awards. Yeah, That's got to just be because it's Spielberg, right? Like, I, I genuinely don't see... Best picture, best director, best actress, best supporting actor. Really? Like, really? Like, well, actually, We don't get it, Sine. Well, I mean, but what's there to get? 
so how is Judd Hirsch getting a nomination? He was in one scene, which I found quite weird. What scene where's was that? Where's Paul Dano's supporting actor nomination? Well, where's Paul Dano's recognition for anything is what I want to know. Probably best, yeah. Judd Hirsch was the uncle who came in for one scene. Oh, that's right, yeah. Weird. Uh, yeah, production design, screenplay. I, I think I saw a different movie to everybody else, to be honest. And again, maybe it was the circumstances we saw it in that were a bit trying, but still. No, this was a boring film where nothing happened mm. that did not emotionally engage or connect me. I think I want to say about this film, particularly um, stand out in my memory. So there's a scene where they've gone on a little camping trip, the family plus uncle Seth Rogen. Mm. And old mate's been filming it because he's a filmmaker. And he's doing a little play yes. movie sequence, right? I know exactly and then he has, to go, he has to go edit it. And <sighs> so he's doing all that. And then he realises, like, in the background of every shot, Seth Rogen and his mum are, like, blinking and stuff. And so he, they're like, he's like, he notices they've, he touches her back or they're having an intense conversation. Mm. And he watches it and he's putting it together forever, right? Mm-hmm. And we get it straight away. And I guess maybe because we yeah. understand... We've got that audience knowledge. It's dramatic irony and whatnot. But it almost felt like the kid was there editing it for like an hour, putting it all together, and then suddenly he like has to jump back from the screen because he's worked it out. Yeah, like, and the oh, thing that he jumped back it? from was them walking together, I think. Yeah. It was like, didn't you see this three times already? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, it was a good scene, but it, it just kind of seemed like it almost fumbled the point of it because it was like, we had already got there five minutes ago. The character had to catch up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I mean by, like, no innovation in a way, like no interesting way to show that. We're just waiting for the characters to realise what's happening and there's no playing with that. There's mm. no playing with audience expectations. There's just, here's a straight up and down film. Thank you, sir. And there's a bit of wish for him went right when he is being beat up by the bully but then he convinces the bully that actually we're i'm a good bloke and one day you remember me yeah that felt a bit awkward i really didn't like this movie i'm coming to realize (laughs) you hate spielberg (laughs) you hate the best filmmaker of the last hundred years can i just say john williams has been nominated for best original score he broke his own record he's the most oscar nominated person ever and he's 90 can we let him retire does he want to be doing this still? <laughs> Do you think we all have him captive? They will keep him in like his little dungeon and then like, That's compose for us. You must <laughs> compose. What if he just wants to chill? I think he'd chill if he wants to chill. I guess he's probably, he knows what he's doing. 53 Academy Awards. Wow. Yeah. Oh, sorry. 53 nominations, I should say. Yeah, That's still. that insane. Um, I just want to also shout out, shout out to Julia Butters, who plays um, little sister of... Spielberg's mm-hmm. um, character. Um, she seemed really fun, and she seemed like she had a bit of energy to her character. Yeah, she was really good, actually. And she was the little girl in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So she's kind of, mm. yeah, acting out all these filmmakers' memories of their childhood. <laughs> it's a weird mm, <laughs> career path. A, a weird typecast cool. that she's falling into, yeah. Yeah. And Isabel Cuspin also, she plays the uh, the Christian love interest of, of Sammy's character. Pretty fun. Mm. Um, and she's also in Licorice Pizza, and she's going to be in Megalopolis. So, like, her first three films are PTA, Spielberg, and Francis Ford. Like, wow. Not a bad run. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty good, eh? Yeah. All right. What are you giving it? I know. I was even saying, like, as a film, the way it's made, amazing. But as something that emotionally connected to us, probably not great. Two stars? That harsh? One Is that two more than you want to give it? One and a half. What about Paul Dano? He's the one. <laughs> Who's the half? The sister. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about Greg Grunberg? Nah. Who you didn't believe me was the person you thought of, but it was. I've gone back on that though. I don't know if it is. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. You don't even know your own mind, so we, I know. We need to explain and this. Him. We need to explain this. Okay. So there's a guy who I had in my mind. <laughs> and I couldn't think of his name. And yep. I was like, he's sort of like the guy from Friday Night Lights, but not quite. And, and I knew straight away it was Greg Grunberg, and you didn't believe me, but okay. You and Dylan were just running through, like, brunette male actors to try and figure out who I was trying to think Greg. of. Because Grunberg. I didn't even know what to Google to Google it. Yeah, you've got me, who understands your brain, and I knew who it was for you. Yeah, you did. I think it might be him. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's t- it's... Or it's someone you've made up. <laughs> Who doesn't exist. I think what I did was face mash a couple of actors together in my mind. And so it was impossible to figure out what I meant. But I, yeah, let's let's just say it was him. Yeah. One thing before we go today. I saw someone on on Twitter or online say that perhaps the film would have been um, more interesting if it was structured as like a flashback. So the film begins Mm -hmm. with him maybe about to meet. Um, John Ford or like working around Hollywood trying to make it big and then he flashes back to his childhood and that's how that informs him oh yeah as opposed to we see his childhood and then at the end it's like oh here's a you know a bright happy ending do you think that bookend would have been interesting I think anything would have been more interesting than what we got so uh, yep <laughs> uh, oh and the last shot we should put the last shot as well so now the film ends with the camera in the middle and then he reframes it. It's kind of funny. That was kind of an exciting bit that was different. Oh, that's what you said at the else. time, that that was really interesting and kind of sarcastic, mm. but that that stood out like a sore thumb because that light yeah. touch wasn't anywhere else in the film. Mm-hmm. It was just a huge downer for three hours. I <laughs> we should stop this on before Sine gets too negative in her, her viewpoint. Oh, negative Nancy, what can I say? I can't. I'm sorry, Mr. Spielberg. You're amazing and wonderful and fantastic. I couldn't have made this film. It's very easy for us to criticise it and very hard to make a film, as John Green says. But I didn't feel a connection to this one at all. That's okay, Sine. Well, that's been us talking about Fablemans. Um We've done other previous Spielberg films. We've already played one West Side Story, as mentioned. Mm-hmm. Maybe The Post. I don't know. <laughs> What do you have against the post? (laughs) Which is boring again. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Okay, that's been us. We are on Twitter. Get in touch with us there. Anything else you want to say, Sine? Keep on making movies. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That's it. Chin up, Steve. (laughs) No, I don't want to. Is that what you meant? No. (laughs) Okay. I 
meant for the crowd that is supposedly discouraged by this film. Oh, okay. Oh, sure. sure. Keep, keep, keep on keeping on, you know? Okay. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.